everyone. Thank you for coming on to season two of Breaking the Third Wall through music and our lovely podcast. I'm your podcast host, Tara Allen. This week, I have Matthew Suchin on to talk about his disability. Well, I don't know if it's a disability. He's going to explain a little bit more, but would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, yes. Uh, hi, my name's Matt Suchin. Uh, I, I call it a different ability. Yeah. Doing air quotes right now. It's a different ability. Um, yeah, I'm 31. I live with my, my wife and daughter in Michigan. Um, I'm a musician. I, I, I play the bass guitar over half my life. Um, and then I'm glad to be on the podcast and thank you for having me. Um, what, what we're talking about is synesthesia, which is the combination of any two senses um, going to your brain before the nerve endings hit your brain, they touch each other. In my case, it's technically chromesthesia, which is sound to color. So hearing sound, mainly music, uh, stimulates uh, visuals of seeing colors in my mind and, and shapes and movement and stuff like that. Um, so I, I could talk a bit more unless you have questions. Or <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so, so, what goes on is hearing music. It's kind of chromesthesia has to be, it has to be involuntary, involuntary. What's the, is it involuntary or involuntarily? I believe it's, <laughs> I believe it's involuntarily. Okay. Involuntary and repeatable is what synesthesia kind of means. So as long as you can't just make up and hear a song and say, uh, blue and pick, colors it's like hearing the certain song will always um show me greens in my mind and things like that so it just naturally happens and it's repeated the same color um and it's it's hard to portray what it is because saying see it in your mind is like so you don't you know people saying so you don't like actually see it and a lot of times it's described as like a ghost image to where if I told you, think of a fire truck. You, a fire truck isn't impeding your vision right in front of you, but you're looking out, making out the shape of a fire truck in front of you, but it's not overlap, overlapping what you're looking at. Um, so it's kind of like that. Some people call it a third eye, uh, you know, cause it's technically what you're seeing. It's always slightly above um, your, your vision. And so, It'd be colors and it'd be shapes. It's painting it, which I do is kind of difficult because it's more of a cascading wave motion um, versus just like, here's purple, here's green, here's blue. It's a movement kind of, so that's it. <laughs> so is it kind of like, so like you're actually seeing the things around you with your eyes open in real time, but you're also experiencing some like colors and stuff over that kind of so so it'll be over that but it's not like like i'm looking at a white wall right now hearing a song i wouldn't now be looking at a red wall so it's not it's not uh, covering that um one one person described it well like if you ever like look at a, a bright light or look at the sun for a moment you get that like you wherever you look now becomes you know you have that little dot of sun that like 
you know, shocked your eyes when you stared up, up at it or, you know, strobe light hit you. And now for the next couple of minutes, you have that glimpse of, you know, light in your vision. Um, it's kind of just always like out of reach. It's hard on podcasts because I'm using my hands a lot, but like, like we're talking Zoom. So like me going like, like this, it's kind of all, the image is always here. <laughs> so and here doesn't like, mean anything on a podcast but like yeah, so, i'm looking at the screen but the colors would show above <laughs> how do i describe that yeah so so what matt is describing or at least what he's showing <laughs> to me through zoom is that he's showing me his eyes like he's seeing the things but um his different ability is showing him things that are like in his forehead area it's like above yes. that right <laughs> Yeah, it's so hard because they can't see us. They only hear us. Talking. They can't see what I'm telling you about, which you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a whole lot of not seeing. Yes, it's a lot of not seeing. So, so after you hear this music and you have these experience, this experience of these colors above and. Do you see it after the music stops? Because that's what it sounds like. Like maybe do you see it for a period of time after? Actually, actually, no. I mean, um, I guess you could kind of say, you know, if you're listening to a song that has a certain melody or a certain tune that gets stuck in your head, um, you maybe after a while, like when that song comes back up or you think of it or, you know, for our, for mine and my wife's kiddo, if we listen to like a nursery rhyme, if I start, you know, humming the nursery rhyme, it'll give me the feels of like, oh, that was such a, you know, pleasant blue song um i'm not necessarily hearing it but i'm remembering what the notes are like what it sounds like and and one thing is kind of one thing is it's a general observation that people know that colors evoke a certain emotion you know like that's just a generally accepted thing reds yellows oranges are more harsher and aggressive blues are more calm that's just a general thing um so if i do have a song stuck in my head that's more on a blue tone side then i will you know kind of make that connection of oh that was such a like solemn song you know i really love that song it's really calming well why is it calming because it's blue or like what's a you know when people are, you know i gotta do the dish i need a pump up song i'm probably not gonna choose to listen to a song that's blue because i need a pump up one um, so I don't hear after, like, it doesn't trail off and lingers the colors or anything, but I, I could bring it back if I think about or listen, you know, to the song that I know what color it is. So I was curious, especially since you're also a musician, I'm sure that you hum and come up with things on your own. Do you create your own, like, <clears throat> does your brain create its own colors when those experiences happen? <clears throat> So it's, it's funny because, yeah, I mainly play bass. I'm 31, almost 32, and I played bass since I was 14. Um, so, but I do, I do dabble with, a, like, like, real, <laughs> quote, real guitar. Um, I, I've always, I wish, I play bass because I can't play guitar, which is a, like, lazy reason to say it. But so whenever I say bass guitar, I have to remind myself. It's just as real as a regular guitar is. Um, at any rate, so 
the it's a, you raise a good question because the other day I was playing my bass and I came up with a bass line that s- colors came from it. Like I was playing it and in music and, and I would assume, you know, like you could play certain melodies and in, in, even in certain keys, certain keys sound happy, sound sad, like general music theory 101. You know, a minor is going to be minor, very literally. Um, so I was playing in the was playing in the key of A, but my the notes are starting. I was starting with a F sharp chord and an E chord, but it's technically in the key of A. Um, so I, I did create my own colors and my own feel of the music um, just because like I was just messing around. And I was like, oh, that sounds so like like browns and yellows. Like it sounds so awesome. And then I'd hit a note and it'd be like red. I'm like, it's kind of angry. It's like, man, I didn't like that lick. So I like changed it to get like a purple note in there. And so those are very real things that are processing in my head in my head real time. And up until a few years ago, when I thought everyone had this, like I would have assumed what I did the other day that I'm speaking of, I would have assumed that's how musicians write things. <laughs> like like that's, no. that's very real because i know a like on the bass the a string is yellow the note of a is yellow um that's always the thing my favorite keys i love the key of d um because d is like a like a bluish teal color um and then i love b because uh, b is blue which is i'm trying not to go off on a tangent but when you find like when you find something that that matches, such as like um, blue being uh, a B is like so awesome because it's like, of course, that makes perfect sense because saying like the note of low E is brown. It's like, but it's an E, but brown, brown doesn't even have an E in this word. Like how to yellow is a, I I don't get it, but B is blue. It's like perfect. (laughs) That that actually makes me think of another question. So like if you see specific notes as specific colors, when you're playing in that key, do you see the key as um, like multiple different colors in that color? like different tints and shades, or do you actually see B as blue? Like if you're playing A major, you go B is blue. <clears throat> well, so so we'll, we'll slightly dabble in a different type of synesthesia because a different type of synesthesia um, is called grapheme color synesthesia, grapheme hyphen color. And that is when you attribute letters and numbers uh, to colors and it kind of breaks the rules of being um, the combining of two senses, but it's still a slanted view of synesthesia, having that letters and numbers have colors in them. So, um, so when in a key, like, again, I, I was never formally trained in any musical instrument. So to me, I know I'm only, it was only the second half of my years of playing bass that I kind of 
wanted to learn more theory. So if I was in a key of A and didn't even know it, the colors would still be the same based on each note. So I can't, I wouldn't be in the key of A and those colors in the key of A have a general, have generally have the same, you know, yellowish to them. No, they all have individual colors. Um, personally, I know bass lines and what makes sense. And when I'm on the fretboard, I know where to move just because I know it sounds correct. Like any, you know, experienced musician, you know, you go down a fret and it's like, ooh, that's not in the key. You just instinctually know, like, and it doesn't make sense in the key. Um, but the, I mean, the colors, what, what's in A? What's in A major? So you got uh, so B, so you got, so you got, okay. So you got the blue right there. And then what is that? Uh, it would be F, F sharp. Yeah. So that, yeah. So like F sharp is like a maroon uh, and things like that. And then um, E could either be brown or, or no, E could either be black or yellow. Um, C uh, and C, yeah, yeah. I could, I mean, I could go on for days if you want me to. Yes, but <laughs> all tangents are welcome. <laughs> I'm learning a lot right now, so okay. <laughs> I'm sure people who are listening are too. Sure. Definitely not too much. <laughs> I, I, I will say one of the funnest things is, um, if if you don't mind me having the floor, like like you just said, um, one of the funnest things is, it's. Sometimes it's difficult when I'm doing my paintings, which is um, you'll share the, the links to my Instagram and TikTok and stuff. But when I'm doing my paintings, it's hard to listen to a song and purposefully think of the colors. Um, it's good when I paint a song that I've known for years and years, because that's when it's most natural. But I just had to do a painting that I actually just mailed earlier today to California. Uh, the song Stand By Me um, by Benny King. Um, and it's a classic song, classic song. Uh, but I, when I went to paint it, I knew the song was like red and maroon and things like that. Um, but it was hard. It, it kind of made the listening a bit lackluster when I had to like pull out of the song. Um, I used to be in a band for many years and our last cd again this was this was a, uh, over a decade ago and i just found out about my technically chromesthesia only a few years ago so the band i was in i would listen to our cd front and back and i thought it had a great color flow like the flow of our cd i thought color wise looked amazing um and I really listen to CDs and albums and songs like that. So now when I listen to songs I pre I've known for years and I pick up, oh, that song is definitely, you know, this color. It's, it's better than sometimes now I catch myself like, ooh, what color is this song? When really I want it to like naturally just appear. And it doesn't actually appear. Like I don't, tech. it's hard to say try. I don't technically need to try. It's just when I'm focusing on the color, I'm not necessarily focusing on just the enjoyment of the song. Um, so, I mean, I could even still to this day, uh, my band's album has started off great different blue tones, uh, light blues and dark blues and black opening track. 
and the next was like green and white and yellow and the next was red and orange like i loved it because of how our cd was tracked and think about it now like that was very like we just wrote songs and put them together how we thought that the album flowed um but part of the quote how the album flowed is color wise it flowed well so <laughs> yeah that's it um, are there so it seems like you really like specific colors oh. what specific <laughs> colors do you really like yeah this is this is awesome um th there's a lot of it's, it's difficult i will forever forever love blue blue is the best sounding music um songs that could get different blues in it are amazing um i said d is like a teal blue and um b is blue so when you have uh songs that like rely heavily on those two notes and chords specifically whew, i love it so blues i really like uh purples i also really like it's really hard for me to find a green song that i like green is difficult um <clears throat> i don't know why that is i just don't uh i guess you know a general question for anyone just no matter who we are is like what emotion does green give off just in regular life um so i think that's something that everyone could kind of gravitate towards like do people love the color green and like why like blues are just calming and cool and like slick and it's awesome. I, I, I found I found one thing. It's very difficult. I've I've like checked and double checked this. It's very difficult for a band or an artist to make a blue song loud. So most blue songs don't like burst out in like heavy, huge choruses and lots of noise yelling like most blue songs aren't that aggressive i don't know why but when a blue song is i freaking love it it's one of my favorites i don't know does that mean certain keys just don't sound good at a louder intensity like i don't know if i'm am i like i don't know if i'm thinking wow nobody can make a very heavy loud song in the key of d like is that what i'm saying i'm still unsure but it seems like basically because you know at least from what i perceive from this conversation not only does chromesthesia make you basically have in it like in like without realizing it have perfect pitch because you associate keys and notes to colors yeah which means that there's specific keys that you might not really like at all and i know that a lot of my friends who have perfect pitch don't like specific keys so <clears throat> funny you mention that i wish i wish i had perfect pitch dog on it perfect pitch seems amazing um well there are, there okay. are different there are different kinds of perfect pitch and it seems like you like you like I think you inherently have it a little bit because your brain associates colors with notes. So then, you know, technically, and you see that color, you're hearing that note. True. So like um, you do. It's like it's like a different kind, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, more about perfect pitch and stuff like that, because what I know of is there's perfect pitch and then there's relative pitch and relative pitch is like just through 
Is it just through experience or something that like you um, could like basically so get it's the really, note? It's really interesting. So I want to be a music psychologist and I'm also yeah. a disabled musician on top of that. So like perfect field <clears throat> for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but from what I've read and learned about perfect pitch, technically everyone is born with perfect pitch, but our soundscape ruins it, especially the industrial soundscape. And our music education, a lot of ways, doesn't help. But you can regain your perfect pitch. Like, you wow. can oh. practice and learn how to do it. But some people have much harder time because it was too ruined by the soundscape. Yeah. Um, some people just have relative pitch after a while. Some people have just, they've managed to keep it intact. And over time, once you reach a certain age, you usually do lose perfect pitch, even if you have had it your whole life. <clears throat> I um, I just watched a video about that from, hopefully, you know, from YouTube, from Rick Beato. Yes. Uh, he had a video um, about, like, I think it was, like, why you, why people, or how people lose perfect pitch, or why people lose perfect pitch, or something like that, so... Um, but exactly what you said, I was hoping you would get to that point is he says, like, as you age, people that have perfect pitch, they'll like start playing a song and like they're like a half a step off. And like, no, I know how to play the song, but they'll look at someone else playing on the piano and be like, that's not the hand posititions you should be in. It's like, uh oh, like, you're just dropping your yeah, perfect it's... pitch a little bit. So inherently what, what is happening there is like what happens to most people when they're younger, they just lose it. They lose it in air quotes quicker mm -hmm. because the soundscape ruins it. And that's essentially what happens is you keep aging. Um, yeah. So it's like, we're technically all born with it. It's just what environment were you born into that kept it? And how was your music education? You know, so many other assorted things. Yeah. Like, I know plenty because I go to music school. I'm just finishing my bachelor's in music education. And there's a lot of people who have perfect pitch, who have relative pitch, but there's also a lot of people who learned perfect pitch and now they have perfect pitch <sighs> again. You know, and it's like, that's really common. Jeez. That's 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 crazy. My 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 experience with the perfect pitch is there was well, first I'll tell you why I don't have it. And I feel bad saying this, but I okay, I play bass because I can't sing. This is all stuff I tried earlier when I was younger. I can't sing. Uh just because I can't like I don't know the notes to sing. Uh I can't play drums because you, you need to use too many ligaments at the same time all differently it's weird uh wasn't good at guitar so i was like whoa guitar with less strings and i only pluck one at a time of course i'll play bass sweet um the reason i'm not a good singer is i listen to my mom sing nursery rhymes to our daughter and my mom cannot hit a doggone note like i'm whispering because i like feel like she's like gonna like shun me for this but she cannot sing a lick in like a correct note and so like i'll try to sing in front of like my wife my, my wife sings well and i am nowhere near the note correctly of like any song i'm singing like i cannot find it if someone gives me like they say like uh, and do that i could use my voice and match it i can match it up and down i'll get there i know it's funny to say. I know what it looks like when I'm at the same pitch as someone, but no, I could not hear a song. I'm just like, hey, let's start singing. 
um, which sucks. And I know because when I was younger, anytime I was singing a falsetto, like my mom always thought like, that's good. Like, good job. You're doing it great. So we would be in church and I'm like, if a song is out of my range, I'll just start going falsetto. She's like, that's so good. It's so good. But I'm now like, no, every single note that is high does not mean falsetto sounds good. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like set up to be ruined. I think that you like, I think you inherently have perfect pitch related to color, but I think in other ways you don't have perfect pitch, if that makes any <laughs> sense. You know, because it does. Like, I cannot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like there are different kinds of perfect pitch. Like there are people who can just say, sing the note C and they can sing it. And then there are people who can look at the note and sing it. And then there's some people that they hear the note and they go, oh, it's this note, which is kind of inherently what you're doing because you're seeing it as a color. And then you know what note it is because of the color. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so, so I, what I was um, trying to land at until I went off, um, I, I knew someone at my church that had perfect pitch. Um, I mean, I assume he still does. He's still young. Um but yeah, I mean, he would listen to a guitar part, like, hey, we're playing this song, you know, at church on Sunday. Hey, by the way, Wes, could you, you know, learn this lead part? And you just play, like, we'd hear the song and we're at practice. And he's like, yeah, hold on. Like two minutes, he's got the solo down. What the heck, man? And like, not looking at notes, he just knows, oh yeah, I could play that here. I'm going to play it. I don't I don't get that that's just insane to me I have like super super relative going on nearing perfect pitch because I trained it enough but like even my perfect pitch friends I look at them I'm like how (laughs) like (laughs) like, oh my gosh yeah it's it's so hard especially learning to have perfect pitch because I'm, I'm getting very close but it's like it's hard you're like oh crap you know so which well so which one um hold on you said you could learn it by like the one that would most likely be learn would be hearing a note and then saying what note it is is that what you were saying yes yeah, some like, people what? can do that some people can hear yeah so from what's what yours gonna be so mine is more so like right now it's in the phase between relative and perfect because I've gotten so I know that you've done a little bit of music theory so it's like um instead of staying in a key the way that I've actually learned how to like memorize what the pitches and stuff sound like is keeping it in what they call um the word for it it's basically like there's no key but it starts on c like a mode it's it's called fixed dough that's what it's called fixed dough yeah so like there's no key signatures there's only c and then all of the sharps the flats and all the notes it's just fixed so my brain has started getting used to like oh this is what c sounds like this is what e sounds like oh yeah shoot i think that's one thing that was in again one of Rick Beato's videos was like, yeah, like, okay, I, I almost think that's exactly it. So he would like play C and say, I know that's the f- a fifth of. Like, oh, that's kind a fifth of, of C. Yeah, like, that's that's relative pitch. Is that, is that relative pitch? Yeah. So like relative pitch is like, 
when you hear a note and you say it's this note, but you know what the interval sound like, right? A fifth is an interval. Oh, and yeah. And then you're like, oh, so like if you have a fourth, you have bum, 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 bum. You can go from that note and then go up a fourth and go, okay, this is this note because it's a fourth. Okay. That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's I, confusing. <laughs> well, I love, I love learning theory because I kind of, it's, to me, it's kind of that left brain, right brain type of thing. Like, sure, I see all the colors and stuff like that, but like, can I just dog on? Learn theory. Oh, like why it is the way it is, like how the notes interact with each other. It's yeah. it's it's funny being a it's funny being a musician, like kind of like me because in my mind, <laughs> I was telling my friend the other day, it's like I may not be a, a songwriter much because I I play bass, but when I do take on the guitar. I always joke around, like, if you're only playing two different chords, then technically you're always, like, playing the right notes. Because, like, hey, because any two chords could be in a key together. Like, I could say A and F sharp. You can't tell me there's no key at all that exists that doesn't include both an A and an F sharp. Yeah, but there's also a lot of keys that don't. <laughs> right, right. But if I'm sticking to just those two chords, like just play, just play yeah, a melody that bounces would... back and forth, you're never gonna say I'm wrong. Yeah, most people play... would. Most people would assume you're probably playing an A major if they have perfect pitch. They would make that <laughs> assumption. And I'd be like, yeah, it sounds correct, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, be... it does. I know. It'd be interesting going one to six. I think some people would listen to that and be like. Why is he going from one to six over and over again? <laughs> okay. This is what I did the other day, though. On the topic, I went, I was going from um, E, no, 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 from F sharp to E. Um, and then I was, the, the lick I was playing on my bass, I was mapping out the notes because there were certain notes that I wanted to hit. That's that's sometimes how I practice. It's, it's like, all right, how do I get so. from this fret to this fret and make it sound cool? Um, and so I really liked what I played. I was like, I have no idea what key this is in. And so I have an app called, um, oh, uh, uh, Scale Bank and yeah. Chord Bank. Yeah, both Scale Bank and Chord Bank. And I went to Scale Bank and like I just chose different scales to see what scale. Um, all of the notes I was playing were in. And so I found out that it was or, uh, key. Oh, yeah. What key all of the notes I was playing were in. I looked for that and it was A. And so I thought it was weird that it was neither F sharp or E. Um, but then again, it couldn't have been F sharp because I was playing E, which isn't in an F sharp key. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So it was just weird that like I was not playing that at all. And then I was like, oh, this is the key of A. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah, because that could be the key of A, but it could the reason why they probably assumed that is because no. could it be <laughs> like you're going from like five um six to five. So you're going from a predominant to a dominant chord. Maybe that's why they made that assumption. And see, this is where my theory stops. This is where my music theory stops. Once you go to like the dominance and stuff like that, that's where I'm like, shoot, like 
Like, what is that? <laughs> that's that's where I get messed up. And but I want to know why. Like, why I or I don't. I want to know like how to not get messed up with that. Like, I know that those all the notes I played, which were all up and down the scale. I know all those notes I played made sense because color wise and feeling wise and hearing it, they all made sense. But I wish I knew why they made sense. Um, so it's like if we're in a major key. Um, each chord in the key. Do you know the Roman numerals? Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, so so you have those Roman numerals. You know how you have the big and the little Roman numerals. <laughs> major so and a, minor, or no. yes, yes, yes. So they're major and minor <clears throat> chords in the same key. So like, if you have a one chord, it's going to be a major chord. Our two chord is usually um, minor slash. Sometimes they make it diminished. Okay. Um, and then there's a minor three, and then there's a major four, which is technically a pre-harmony to a five, because it always wants to go to five. Yeah. Five is the one of the most dominant harmonies in the scale, and it always either wants to go to seven or one. Yeah. Um, and then seven always wants to either go to five or one. Um, yeah, they're really interesting, because it's like the minor keys are like, they're they're preparing you they're like okay we're not ready to go home yet to the one chord yeah. so we have yeah. all these chords in between yeah. the four chord kind of predicts a four and a seven chord usually predicts like hey we're probably going to be going to a five soon which means that the five most likely would go to a one that's so cool like uh why i want to know that <laughs> what's what's funny if this was like I wish it was like on video and not just a podcast because I bought one of those. Um, I bought one of those posters that it shows, like it's a guitar poster and it shows you like all the keys yeah. and all the different notes and all that stuff. So it's just it's all theory. It's, it has like the circle of fifths on yep. it and it says like common uh, jazz patterns and it says like one to five to da da. Um, and so I try to like look back and learn that. Um, oh, I would love to learn that stuff. Well, if you need help, you have my email. I would happily That's... help you with that. I have lots of theory knowledge. <laughs> I, I love the theory of it because my four-year four degree talking. <laughs> That's that's awesome. I have a four-year degree in communication, so it just means I speak better than a lot of people. Um, I mean, honestly, it's like, oh, you're good at talking. Sweet. I got a degree in it. Um yeah. Oh man, I, I I could I could talk theory forever, even though I'll know like half of it, and then won't know the other half of it. But, yeah. Um. But um, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this as we were talking about keys. So like, when when we're in, when you're in minor keys, do you still see the letters as those the notes as those colors even in the minor keys? Yeah. Yeah. Because. When seeing when seeing the colors, they have no sense of major or minor. They have sense of what is the pitch of each note. You know, what is each, you know what am I hearing? What's going in my ears? Um, ju jumping off that though, a lot of people do question. Well, when you play a chord, like multiple notes at oh. once, what's that like? Um, <clears throat> and like, you always know when you play a chord, like. If you're playing a D, it's called a D for a reason. 
like the main thing you're hearing is the D. I mean, like if you're playing a G, like sure you're playing other notes, I get it, but it's a G for a reason because it sounds like a G. Well, the thing about it is with chords, um, like speaking from an aural sense of actually like hearing the chord, yeah. um, you can actually like, you know how the chord has a root, a third and a fifth, right? Yep. So our brains actually inherently hear the fifth. So you can omit the fifth and your brain will automatically hear it. So you most likely could still experience that color, even though you're not hearing it because our brains are trained to automatically hear the fifth. Really? Mm-hmm. See, the third though, if you, you omit the third, it ruins the chord. But if you omit the fifth, you your brain will automatically build the rest of the chord for you. Your brain automatically hears no. it. Seriously. I want to like pick up my guitar and test that after this. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned that because like the note of like C as the note is red and G is like red slightly pink. So they're very similar. But like when when playing in a worship band for so long, if there's ever a uh, a song in this key of C, it's the most freaking boring song because there's usually also a G in there that you're playing. And so I'm just like, I got to go back and forth on these notes and they're very similar because um, it's just, I mean, I've, you know, well, I've, I'm just thinking because didn't you said that you see... B, you see B is blue, and then you see D as like a turquoise color. It's like a teal blue, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting because B and D are the root and the third of 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 the core. Well, unless you have, it was supposed to be D sharp, but like. I, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> there are other colors I see. Yes, there may be some yellows or some, some teals or. But in the majority of church worship songs, C and G are very common. So I often get left playing very boring parts visually, not technically, but visually. It's funny because it sounds like if it's in C major, you're just playing the root in the fifth. <laughs> I like, okay, okay. So the song, oh, what is it? Song, there's a song, Revelation song. I love this song because it's in a key of D. I get to play, what is it? I play a D, A, B. Is it D, A, B, G, D? Yeah. D, A, B, G. And, I, and the whole song is just that repeated. So I just get to freestyle on two of my favorite notes. And I just got to throw an A and a G in there at times. But like, oh my gosh, I love it. <clears throat> it's, that is a oh, super, and see, that's the thing. That's a song I've known for years. So that's a song that has always had its color. It's always been blue and, and green. Just, you know, how the progression of the song goes, what the other instruments are playing. Um, what guitars are playing, the melody line, it's majority a blue and tealish song. Uh, and that just adds to the fun knowing it's two of my favorite notes and chords. 
so question has over time because i know that you've listened to a lot of the same songs for a long time have any of the songs ever changed colors at all they, or no they can't they can't because then it wouldn't be chromesthesia it has to be yeah. uh involuntary and repeatable so it has to be okay. and that's with any synesthesias at all it has to be automatically doesn't i can't will it to be and it has to be the same over and over so this note is always the same the song is always the same um yeah that's always been people often mention like like um jokingly trying to like bash different styles of music people like well does rap music like seem very boring because it's always the same i'm like no hey stop it there it's very good because it still has notes just like any other song has notes pop music has notes as long as it's a note as long as it's a note it's a color can't bash any music even like hardcore screamo music they're still playing notes, so I'm still seeing colors. It's not like one music is greater than the other. I, I will say many people that, that have synesthesia, again, more specifically chromesthesia, many people prefer jazz just because it walks around so much uh, and so bouncy and, and movements and stuff like that. I actually don't like jazz for that reason. Um, because, I mean, even when I mentioned in the beginning, it's more of a cascading type thing in front of me. Um, jazz, it moves too much. I mean, obviously, that's a, a, a description of it in all facets, in the scales they use, and, you know, jazz and blues, jazz and blues, and the, the scales that they use, and the chords, and the structure, like, it's always moving. Um, so to see it, it's just always bouncing around everywhere and it's kind of just like yeah because it's break. like jazz scales and the their form of musical language is very different from classical and pop genre yeah. musical yeah. stuff very different so i can understand why because even like listening to it like i can hear the key change and the key change again and the key change again and the key oh my change gosh. again so you know i could see why that could be a lot <laughs> yeah and it's like like, I'm not listening to the song to, like, 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 I'm not purposefully seeking out music that I want, like, my mind to, like, ADHD over. Like, I'm not seeking out music to go crazy with. A lot of people think it's, like, like, I've been asked, like, oh, is that what, like, being on acid is like? Or is that what being on drugs like? Like, I don't know. Never done it. But honestly, yeah, maybe I assume it might be. And so I feel like those are the people that would like genu generally enjoy like a jazz, like something with more movement in it. But like, I prefer like falling asleep to like the song Dire Dire Docs from Mario 64. Like you give me that on repeat, I will fall asleep in an instant just because a couple of colors, a couple of notes, gets louder, gets softer. You get that on a half hour loop. And it's like, that's, that's my spot right there. I don't need to be. I don't need to be going with all these blues scales and the jazz runarounds and all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, which again, having chromesthesia is understandable because I'm sure it's like, oh my god, here's a color. Oh my goodness, here's another color. Oh, here's another color. You know, there's probably a lot of colors happening, and it can probably yeah. be very overwhelming. 
and yeah and um one of my cousins uh he's actually a he went to school to be a conductor he's still a very very sophisticated professional trumpet player uh trumpist do i call him a trumpist there's a trumpet player player, what's his name uh uh, i mean he's just around zach um kader zach kader Okay, just the music community is really no. small, so someone might know oh, him. <laughs> really? Yeah, like the classical community, like everyone knows each other. So I'm sure if a classical musician is listening, they might know him somehow miraculously. Like it's funny that way. In Michigan, <laughs> Zach or Zachary Kader. Oh, just did did he go to Michigan State? Uh, no, he actually went uh, somewhere up north. Hold on, there's one up north. What's it called? Not northern Michigan, but like up north, like. In the mitten. Ah, Olivet? Is that a thing? Maybe. Olivet? I think that's the thing. I don't know. Okay, I think that's Maybe someone who's listening will know. (laughs) Sure. At any rate, um, (laughs) so he he was featured uh, as a trumpet player in in this uh, thing we went to see. We went to see classical music. Um, And they played his song. And as soon as everyone started playing, it was purple and green at once. And like, no joke, I didn't mean to, but I'm like sitting there and I know it's a podcast so people can't see me, but I'm sitting there like, Ugh. and like gave this like stank face, like a really hated this awkward purple green groove they were on. Oh my gosh, I hated it. And like, I turned in my seat, I was like, this song needs to end. Oh my gosh. I cannot. <sighs> a try for you, I don't think you'll like it, but I... I think it'd be interesting to hear you listening to contemporary music and not only contemporary modern music, but also like um, something like the Washington Post, I believe it's called. And it's like, it has like several chords and several modes on top of each other. I'm sure that would be terror for you. I mean, hey, I'll listen to anything as long as, you know, if, if you play something copyright in it, it might, you know, be a strike against you, but um it, it's weird because i love doing that i love like telling people like oh my gosh listen to this song what do you see and that's great um it's it like i'll do that all day long because it's odd because like i like having attention on me like obviously that's a fun thing but but at a certain point it's like man i'm not really enjoying the song because like like you're using my ability <laughs> you're using me for my ability on what color the song is um <laughs> oh, it's just, I, there is there is this specific piece and it's the washington something there was a conductor that had to came to crane and he had conducted it and it was um it was like two different keys okay. playing on top of each other at the same time yeah. and i'm just i'm like i'm not asking you to think yeah. of like what color it was it was more so like i'm thinking about like if jazz gave you that experience hearing that kind of music, you might also be overwhelmed because there's two keys happening at, at like at once. And see, what I would say to you though is you mentioned the thing about your mind would hear, would generally tend to hear the fifth, right? So even though it's multiple layers, I mean, what like what would you pick out of it? If you heard multiple things being laid on top of each other would you hear oh i really like am picking out you know the a 
minor in this like piece like oh i i could tell you know he's playing this kind of these notes i'm probably picking out technically the same chord or notes as you it's just now i see it so like layering on top it's like what what am i what's poking out the most um yeah you know so if someone's if someone's like playing like a power chord like a power chord like that what is that that's the first fifth and octave thing um a power um like on a, on a guitar i don't i don't know much four. about guitar okay power it's, chords. it's it's the first <laughs> it's the first fifth and octave yeah I, um uh you're you're always gonna it's such a basic chord that you're just always going to hear whatever that yeah, note so is. So the power chord is essentially the dominant harmony. Yeah, yeah. So in that, it may be three notes, but you're obviously just going to hear the low note. So even in a piece that's layered with tons of different things, there's still kind of only one shining star that would stick out in a piece of music. You know, it's something else if you're just like putting your whole arm on a piano like that's not really like, what it sounds. This kind of what it sounds like a little bit. <laughs> okay, if that's well, what it sounds like, then maybe. Well, maybe because it's like, um, so like essentially like you have an E major chord, yeah, and then you have another chord on top of it, and they're both playing at the same time, and no harmony is like the dominant of it. It's just like they're both playing at once. I would be interested. Let yeah. write me after. Put in like some notes or email me like a few pieces and I'll hit you back with with uh, what I think of them. Yeah. Um, because I think that would be interesting because there's no like dominant, this is the key. This is, these two keys are playing at once. Not one is higher than the other one. They're just both playing at the same yeah. time. <laughs> like, that, would be, that would be very interesting. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking of because I was thinking about that piece and I was like, if you were sitting in an audience and you were listening to that, how would you respond? You know, like like even like us as people who don't have chromesthesia, we were like, yeah. <laughs> like most of the classical musicians were like, ah, <laughs> like what's happening? Ah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's exactly. There's always there's always a real feel um, when hearing something new for the first time, and then in my case, from seeing something new for the first time, it is. It is fun because I get to have like a private concert to myself. I posted on my uh, on my Instagram the other day, like of me. Like I have I have a lot of guitar pedals, but again, since I'm not that great of a guitarist, I just throw on some headphones and just like any. I mean, if you just play what I would play on a bass, throw it up a few strings. Now it's a solo. Technically, if I'm just playing one note down here and then put on a guitar and I'm playing a bunch of notes up here, so. I'll just play that high octaves, throw on some pedals, and I'm like having my own personal concert, like just making up colors in my head, you know? So so that's cool that I could kind of, and technically like I, I call it a superpower at times because technically if colors emit emotions and I hear or I see colors when I hear music, does that mean I could choose the emotion I want? And it's kind of a yes, because if you're thinking reds and oranges are more hyper colors, then I know what uh, 
chords are reds and oranges, so I could affect my mood essentially by choosing certain notes. So yeah, weird. And that makes you have an upper hand advantage to other people who are composing. Like some people have perfect pitch, and we psychologically know, like based off of the harmonies, what it sounds like, but it's very different when you're actually seeing the colors <laughs> that, that yeah. you're experiencing. So and that, that kind of leads back to, to like when I first found out about this, um, what is uh, maybe 2017? <laughs> That's another funny thing. Um, Cause I also do have the grapheme color synesthesia. So to that, I know it's 2017 because it was uh, a maroon year, which seven's a maroon color. So uh, 2016, it'd be like tan because it's a six. So I knew it wasn't in the tan year. It was in maroon. Uh, so in 2017, I found this out. And it was such a revelation. I thought about it nonstop. And I asked um, my wife, if you don't see music in colors, then is it just like black and white for you? <laughs> she was like, no, there's like no colors. And I'm like, I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around like, so what do you see? And then she's like, no, it's just normal life and we hear sounds. So even to today, it's hard. Like, how could a song be like emotional for someone if they're not like seeing yeah, the colors I to it? Like a song can make me cry if it has like, you know, you know, if the words are great, the melodies are great, all that stuff. And then if it's layered over top of these beautiful colors, yeah, I'm going to cry. Like how do songs give people the chills if they're not like, seeing it it's 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 different for everyone so i i'm a neurodivergent person so for me um when i experience music i i have um adhd and because of that i experience emotions very intensely so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like how you experience music with colors i experience certain songs and certain sounds to feelings personally and then i feel them very intensely so then i have a like a very like big emotional reaction to it okay but i know yeah and it's different for everyone like some people some people actually when they're hearing music they see pictures um not so much shapes but sometimes they'll see like sceneries happening sometimes people will see like maybe memories um, sometimes I see memories. Sometimes people see like they hear music and like they see images. Like I'm currently working in the elementary school and um we were doing some sound maps and some of these kids instead of doing the sound maps, they were listening to Carnival of the Animals. They um instead they had like an actual like story that was happening throughout the movements yeah that they saw in their head so it's like i think it's different for everyone and everyone experiences music very differently i i hope i mean i that's awesome like i didn't know there's other reactions other than auditory that people could experience with yeah it's kind of like how some people have an inner monologue and some people don't i do some people really don't um it's like all of our brains are built so differently in the way that music lights up our brain. Sometimes it lights up picture image area, sometimes it auditory, so many yeah. other different things. And that's why a lot of the times people can use music to for healing properties and like music therapy because it's so different for, sure. for everybody. For sure. That's very true. 
I, I didn't know. I came across uh, something that like it's only like 50 percent of people, like only half the population, could get goosebumps from hearing music. So I'm like, again, it's just one of those things. It's like, like you could hear like the most heartfelt, deepest, most emotional song ever, and half of the people hearing it are just like, oh, that's a nice song, but like aren't like getting goosebumps. Like, come on, man. You gotta feel something. Like, it's just it's just strange. But but you're right. I mean, the brain is so intense and dynamic and unique that it's like. Yeah, I never thought about that. You just experience emotions heavier versus yeah. I see colors, but it's both coming from the same subject of music. Yeah. So, like for instance, if you listen to a song and you say that it's blue. I would like I'm assuming based off of that I would most likely associate that with being really sad and I would probably get really sad listening yeah. to the song because I feel emotions very intensely so like when yeah. I'm happy I'm really happy and that's the same with the music that I'm listening to you know yeah pump up music <laughs> pump up music I so so what actually like I guess for the listeners I haven't like actually said how this came to be but in 2017, I was in the car uh, listening to a song with my wife, um, and I said it sounds very purple, um, and she didn't know what it meant. I said like the colors of the songs, a very purple feel, and she like didn't know. And then we had this conversation. I was like, "Look, right now on my phone is a playlist called Moonlight Blue, because like all the songs in this playlist are like a deep blue color, like, and, and so that's where we like found out it's a thing because it's like, why would I?" ever just create these songs or put these songs together and name the playlist a color why would that happen when she has no idea what i'm talking about so then that's when i looked into like see like i just google like seeing colors when listening to music and like instantly this popped up i'm like well, this is a whole new world to me so um <laughs> that's that's where it came from <laughs> well like what what did you when did you blah? What did you learn about it when that happened? And like, how did you feel knowing that like other people didn't experience that? I'm sure it had to have been like really wild. It was wild. I mean, I mean, that's when like in the, the weeks to follow, that's when I remember walking, uh, like getting out of our car after listening to something, walking in the parking lot, my wife and I, it's a target. And that's when I asked her, so if you don't see colors, do you just see the song in black and white? Like, I remember these key moments that are like, this is huge for me, like my entire life, like with my band, like even then the song or the album tracked well, we put it in a great order and I love the order. One of the reasons being color wise, it flowed well. Um, that's over a decade ago. So like I could think, think even further back, some of the best local bands that I grew up listening to their CD, you know, one of them was all like green and white, kind of off-white, but a bunch of different greens. Like, I remember that. It's a thing. And so then in 2017 to find out, like, oh, that's definitely not everyone. Like, chromesthesia is, I think, like 4% of the world's population has it. So it's like, no, that's really like nothing to most people. Um, so it's as far back as I can rem remember as songs have had colors. So you know, in my late 20s to realize, nah, dog, not everyone. It's, it's weird. 
it's just like a whole new world. <laughs> it is. Well, it's a whole it, new world in a world that already existed. It's a it's a whole <laughs> new world living in. It's not anyone else's world. Yeah. I I think so personally. Personally, I've I've met in person one person who also had chromesthesia. Um, and she was also a music major as well. Well, not that I am, but you are. She was also a music major. <clears throat> um, and our friend had us both listen to a song like individually and like tell a third person like what color we thought the song was. And it's very rare this happens because uh, everyone's colors are almost never the same. I said the song was orange. She said red and yellow. So haha, like it makes orange. We were roughly the same. Um, but it, that's the only other person I ever met. Um, but like on the, on that note, it's chromesthesia, but synesthesia as a whole, all the other, you know, versions of it are, can't be diagnosed because like we could very much just be a large group of the world's population that are just lying like if i say a song's blue and someone else says it's green and someone else says it's yellow you could just think we're lying when no really this well, phenomenon that's... we see the notes differently so there's no like a doctor can't, can't test us and the correct quote correct answer be blue and if someone says it's orange oh you apparently don't have chromesthesia that's not a thing so we all yeah, experience then... different colors but the reason why you would experience different colors is because all of your brains is are different. So of course you wouldn't experience the same color. So why couldn't they diagnose it? You know, the, and that's like my thought. Think about it from like a sciencey. Like my cat is trying to be my friend. I haven't paid enough attention to him. <laughs> he saw his little face peer up. <laughs> He's like, but like every no i had read this book called music and miracles and this is when i found out i wanted to be a music psychologist and learning about that and there was this neuroscientist who had talked about basically how every function in the body has a song because all functions emit pitches but he also said that everyone's brain emits a different pitch which means that our brains all of our brains are running off different wavelengths so of course they're going to be different if there are different wavelengths for every person's brain so why wouldn't they of course the colors that you see from someone else who has chromesthesia is not going to be the same just as i have adhd and someone else who has adhd might not have the same experiences as me right yeah <clears throat> i think i think i think it's because like because it's so imaginative like something like adhd comes to life in in the real world like there's physical physical tangible um uh what's the word i'm looking for something with a d i think there's there's evidence on like this is what one would be like with adhd this is what one would look like act like with whatever other me having epilepsy i know i have epilepsy because when i have a seizure you see me having a seizure I have epilepsy. I have EEGs and the brain waves they test. Sometimes it's epileptic activity. We get it. Um, but something like this is so in the mind 
that there's no there's nothing you can grab a hold of or analyze or look at or experience that like yeah. accurately portrays what's happening. It's so you can't insane. diagnose it. Diagnose it what? I see visions. Yay. I <laughs> I think as like music psychology and research continues, I think that they like, especially brain research continues, they might be able to someday, you know, especially with special technologies, but like <laughs> maybe not now, maybe. I think <clears throat> so. It's you could find like all these stupid humorous tests about do you have chromesthesia <laughs> online, but most of them. Most of them are either bogus or it's like everyone experiences it so differently that yeah. it's not you a, can't test take for it. a test. For um, <clears throat> the only thing I would imagine, you know, to your point about more testing and stuff, the only thing I can imagine is if synesthesia truly is your nerve endings touching each other before they make it to your brain. So for me, sight, I'm just like pointing to the back of my neck just because sight. And sound hit each other before it's my brain. I mean, technically, can my brain just be analyzed? Like, yeah, is there just a like, scan that they could see? Yeah, like when I passed away or whatever? Like, let's look at his like, nerves. Can we look at his nerves? And are these two little strands touching each other before they hit the brain or not? Technically, <laughs> they, they could in some instances because it's like, they can see brain activity while things are happening and they can see like what parts of the brain are lighting up but i don't know if they can exactly like zoom in that much which also <laughs> comes in more with like increased technology right. <laughs> like, if you could get down to look at my nerve endings you may be able to prove something about me yeah <laughs> Or you just yeah. gotta believe me, and I'm not making up this whole lie. <laughs> well, I believe you. I've read little. Thank I've read a little bit about it, so I believe you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, yeah. even even painting it is hard because it's like it's such it's cascades. Yeah. It flows. It moves. So like I said, sometimes it's shapes. A song may be circular, and what's that even look like? But then when it's like on a canvas, it's like that doesn't move the paint dries and it's that like i could get close to what the song looks like but it'll never unless you want to hold around like forever dripping paint on a canvas then like you won't necessarily get like full visualization yeah visualization of it no yeah that's the word visualization visualization there it is yeah. <laughs> close super close it's, it's been it's been a long time Yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So as we're reaching the end of the podcast, I'm realizing we've been on for an hour now, which is awesome. Yes. I'm so glad we got to have that awesome conversation. Yes. Um, yeah. Is there any last words that you'd like to say at all? Any last <laughs> words, anything? Maybe something that people have chromesthesia, maybe to <laughs> people who may have a loved one who has it, so many other things <laughs> that you could think of. Yeah, I, I think chromesthesia is is great and i'll say it's great from my perspective of it being great i do want to give a shout out to anyone that has synesthesia in general chromesthesia obviously because i'm relating to it but for people that listen that have synesthesia in general like i see you i know it's not like what i have is 
what a lot of people like joke about is that when you like see colors when you hear music and stuff but synesthesia for those that don't have it as a whole is a lot of different things and it could be very overwhelming and traumatizing for people people that have um chromesthesia like this they can't listen to music for too long or they can't be in busy places because people's voices are technically tones and they get severe migraine headaches so the way i have it is a blessing is great i think it's a stupid power but also shouts out to the people that do have it and do get major migraine headaches and sometimes can't sleep at night if they hear you know uh some rustling leaves outside that shoots to them a color so just to know that there are people like that out there uh a door slamming a huge color shoots out in their you know their face um also other synesthetes there's mirror touch synesthesia and that's something that a lot of people have and it's hard to have because if you see someone like getting pressed on the shoulder you would feel that pressure on your shoulder so synesthesia goes beyond just like this fun chromesthesia that i have and i get to paint it and i get to see it when i play music there are also many that are hindrances to people but then also there are things that people love it so to not get mistaken that having this is a great ability sometimes um even some people that are like elder in age have trouble walking if they hear music because it can just it makes them discombobulated um so i see you and i, I feel you for those that like would listen to this and be like oh my gosh you make this sound like a wonderful wonderful world to me yes but i do recognize it's difficult for many people um <clears throat> or a few it, it could go on and on if people have uh, their name tastes funny like that's a whole thing but um i will say to that community we do get really weird on what day of the week it is like friday's black and uh sequence spatial synesthesia that's a whole nother thing but um I, I love the community they all have superpowers and i feel bad when when it is a hindrance to those people but um yeah I, there are those people out there i think on a positive note though i mean it is a beautiful for me a beautiful beautiful thing we'll just call it a thing whatever it may be um it's beautiful for me to have it and i'm always willing to talk about it always willing to to go on and on like i am right now in this outro about it um it's beautiful to have and the the mind is a wonderful thing um yeah check me out online should i say my socials or will you <laughs> okay um check me out uh instagram uh it is synesty life which is a synesty is the person who has synesthesia S Y N E S T H E T E underscore life. Synesty life. It's difficult. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And then TikTok is Matt such and such. That's Matt. And then my last name, S U C H A N S U C H. That is me on the socials. Check me out. I do paintings, I do commission paintings. I talk too much. That's why I'm a communication major. Uh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. You got to stop me. That's okay. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on and not only teaching me about new stuff, because I only knew minimal things about synesthesia. So this is a great conversation for me to learn more, not only for my 
hopeful degree in life <laughs> goal because I do need to know about it, but also yeah. like many people don't know about it. So it'd be really yeah. nice to have other people hear about and experience the experiences from someone who has it. Um, yeah. So thank you for coming on and listeners, thank you for listening to this week's podcast of Breaking the Third Wall and Music. I will have another guest or maybe I'll talk about a topic next week. So stay tuned and have a great week. Thank you. See ya.